Hey, what's going on, guys? This is episode three of Pathological Hustler. I've been getting a lot of uh, uh, messages in my DMs about, you know, what to talk about next with topics. And everybody says, hey, man, do one on day trading. Do one on options trading. We need to know how we need to know how this is going. Uh, it's complicated. Uh, so I got a very special guest speaker today, uh, but goes by the name of Lala. She's been killing things in her discord, been putting out plays uh, every single day. The web seminars has been going crazy. Um, and making a lot of returns. Lala, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I'm doing fine, man. I appreciate you for coming out today. No problem. Thank you for the invite. Hey, anytime, anytime. Uh, so just jumping right into it. How did you get into day trading? Okay, so great story. There was this dude I was talking to when he was kind of, I guess, like before his time, as far as like my peers went, as yeah. like trying to hustle and do different things that were out of the ordinary and he had mentioned to me about the stock market and of course for a lot of people back then like I didn't start until 2018 prior to that stocks were a lot more complicated and harder to even get into like it was really more of a thing that only rich white people could do yeah because there wasn't a, really a platform for everybody else who didn't have millions of dollars to fucking do it so I mean he's Mentioned it, and I just kind of, like, brushed it off, like, fuck, like, I know what the stock market is, and I know, you know, rich people make money, but I didn't really, you know, like, yeah. didn't marinate. I didn't okay. really, whatever. So then probably, like, this was, like, in 2017, actually. So then probably, like, at the beginning of 2018, I was training another nurse at my 9-to-5 job. Oh, and so you're a nurse by trade. Yes. Okay. So yeah, my nine to five, I'm a nurse. Okay. <laughs> so, and I was training one of the new nurses, and one day I looked over at her phone and I seen just a lot of shit she was doing, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And she was like, "Trading stocks," and I was like, "For real?" And she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay." So then it kind of like kind of triggered my interest again because I was like, you know, because she's just sitting here doing it on her phone type shit. So then I kind of like eventually started asking her a little bit more questions, like. How does it work? What is it. this? And like, how can you get started type stuff? And she was like, you know, I have a group I'm in, you know, I deposit this much amount of money, da -da 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 -da, kind of just like basic stuff. And so, it, you know, I continued to, you know, be interesting to me. So then a little bit later, probably like around May of 2018, I actually sat down and started trying to get into it actually. So okay. probably like a year after somebody even tried to put me on it, I didn't start doing it. So then that's when I sat down and I was like, okay, downloaded the Robinhood app because that's when Robinhood really was new and it's it, so user friendly. It's exactly, just like, and it makes it it makes it it simplifies yeah. a lot of things. It makes it easier for people to learn how to trade. So I literally sat probably on YouTube and eBooks and audio shits for like six months yeah and maybe put like 25 dollars in the account yeah. <laughs> just like kind of see like what the hell what is what is I think doing? a lot of people are like real skeptical when it comes to right. like it's putting their money out there right. like when you tell them about trade like uh option trading you're like you might lose it if you don't make no money by you know your expiration date they're like ah oh, no nah, i don't, don't want to yeah, do that this so it's like you know the risk factor is something you have to warn people about initially because yeah. it's to me high probability gambling you're there's so much stuff that is presented to you that gives you a better chance to determine like which direction stuff is going to go. It's like with blackjack or roulette and stuff, yeah. there's a lot more chance, a lot more you have to be lucky type of situation, but it's like if you're if you know how to read a chart, you know what's about to happen. So so instead of um so instead of like so so take some of the edge off of it. So reading the charts is like one way of like making a more educated decision on, on on the on what you're you about to trade better educated guess okay better <laughs> educated guess so it's like uh so i'm gonna give you an example for the other day so the other day i was uh i had invested in the shopify right i did a put on shopify and for y'all that don't know what a put is and a call is so a call is basically you're just saying that you predict the stock is going to go up in time a put you're predicting that the stock is going to go down mm -hmm. so i don't know uh i really like uh, high uh, fatality stocks. You know, I like Shopify, I like to uh, tell 
Yeah, I like the movers, like uh, Tesla. I- Nvidia, Tesla. So I saw uh, Shopify go up like ninety nine dollars in a day, and I was like, man, they got to be coming down. Like you know, what I'm saying RSI's through the roof. I was like, I did a put on it, and the next day it went up another forty dollars, and then it went up thirty dollars. I was like, man, this thing has no ceiling right now. Like, so when it comes to like stocks like that, what is the best uh, plan of execution when you're dealing with uh, stocks that move? That stocks you can't really predict. There are some stocks that you can't predict with charts. So the thing is, is that the space that we're in right now is we moved from a lot more institutional buying to a lot more retail traders, which is the average everyday people like you and me, instead yeah. of the the millionaires and the billionaires and the people with hedge funds and stuff. So there's a lot more, a lot more gas and a lot more money coming from the regular people yeah. now. So there's more influence that we have on the market. That's when you see a lot of pumping and then you see pumping and pumping, but then it dumps. Technically you could consider some of these pumping dumps, but yeah. Because, like, even if you take into, into account, like, GameStop, uh, fucking AMC, these companies were considered dead companies. Normally on Wall Street, niggas not touching that. They're not touching that shit. But for the meme stock people, they were like, fuck that shit. I don't care if this shit has no value. I like the yeah, company. So I they're like, make I'm some money. finna put $50,000 in here. Like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> so before, like, this little, what was it? COVID, so before 2020, I didn't start training to the pandemic. Right. A lot of people didn't. This, I believe the statistics show that um, um, there was like an increase about like 60% of the, the money that was currently being, the new money that's being traded in the stock market came from the people started trading in the pandemic because i remember like during the pandemic like when everybody was out of job and everybody was trying to figure out what to do next and we was all relying on like unemployment i had one of my friends uh justin called me and he was like man i just made six thousand dollars today i was like how like, <laughs> like you know what i'm saying what, what, you, what you doing like are you a scammer he was like no nah, man it's legit man i've been i've been forex. day trading yeah forex I, I still to this day i don't i, I hate them forex traders i don't oh, know I, <laughs> so i've literally done everything yeah so I know kind of like where everything is and like how everything's working. I just kind of picked which one I was better at. So is so, so is forex like a Ponzi scheme? Like what is the thing with So like the 4X? thing is is that you have people who kind of came into the field and used used it as such. Like OnlyFans wasn't initially for pornography and nudity. Yeah. It was initially supposed to be a site where everybody could come and charge for their content. It just so happened that the the prostitutes, porn stars, whatever, they came in there and utilized it. Then they're kind of branding OnlyFans as the porn site. So then with those people coming, or yeah, them coming in and that happening, that yeah. kind of just inadvertently became what they were known for because there were so many scammers like that just popped in there like that. But it gave them the ability to do that because there's a lot of people who don't trade, basically what they're getting paid to do is get you into a group. Yeah. They're making money off of getting you into the group. They're not they don't even know how to fucking trade. They're just getting so you. So let there. me let me ask you this. I, I clicked on your profile the other day. So you do you have your your uh your tips on trading on OnlyFans? Do you use your OnlyFans as a as a platform of okay, see that's see so, I, I never knew that you could do that. Like I thought OnlyFans was just straight I adult even, content. So when I heard about OnlyFans and I saw what it was, I went and looked at it and then saw it's like okay it's not necessarily a porn site like if you wanted to make your own reality tv show you could do that shit yeah you could skip a whole goddamn network uh you know instead of paying a whole bunch of other people put you on tv or do this and do that be your own platform exactly yeah real simple so it's like if or if you got art you can get on there do art there's people get on there and cook you know a lot of people they add a little sexiness to the stuff just yeah. to get a little bit more sometimes but there's a lot of people who aren't on there naked and stuff like that so because i wanted the ability to so with discords is a little more difficult because you have to really be in and yeah, you, you, gotta have to be, pay you gotta be to, engaged you gotta be yeah so it's like because i have so much other stuff going on outside of just this and or and or teaching people i wanted to have a way to at least make a space where people could come ask questions and i could help them give advice also give like what i've done what i'm doing just a heads up or you know a 
at a weekly watch list or daily watch list and stuff for people to watch who kind of already had an idea of trading. Okay. They know how to trade. They just maybe don't have time to sit and look for names that are about to pop or buzzing type stuff. So that was more for them. And then our my well, the Discord that we're a part of or that I promote is more so for people who need more teaching and need a lot more hands-on because it's a it's a community gotcha. of a lot more people, experienced traders. You get a lot more education. You get the signals that tell you when to get in, when to get out. So you have like, so you got like a team. Like you got a. Uh, so the thing is, is that when I initially started, you know, people, you're trying to get into a good group, right? Yeah. And it was hard at first. I probably was in like, Four groups before I found the one that really helped me be successful. Yeah. And I didn't find that one until probably like the beginning of 2019. See, I think that's what I'm struggling with right now because uh, I've learned that like nobody's giving out gems for free. Like, especially people who are really making money because in this game. Because the thing is, is that this is really, is, this is not easy to learn. Like, it's it, not. It, it's not. you have to be invested in it. So, and it's hard to teach. It's like statistics, it's not. It's very intricate. Yeah, I get frustrated. I'd be like, you know, yeah. some people would be like, if Jack had four apples, I'm like, why is it this hard for you? Like, Yeah, so it's like, it's. I need to know that you really are interested in doing this. So I need to know that you're willing to put money up to get the information that I have to give to you. Because it's once you have this information, the money you can make is infinite. Yeah, true, true. So, and then at that I'm not one of these people out here trying to charge $1,000 to teach you or nothing like that. I'm just trying to get something that is at least worth my time to speak to you because I have a lot of other stuff to do or that if I wasn't doing this, I would be making money doing something else. So it was like, I at least would try to be like, let me make at least what I'm making at my, if I wasn't going to work today. So, so anybody who's like, who clicks on your page, they can also learn, uh, you, you have like videos and uh, webinars and like, how does your platform so, usually work? Like on my OnlyFans and stuff, I post like a whole of like a, array of different things and information so i offer the one-on-one -on -one mentorship on there and then i just have the regular you know if i see a news article and i'm like okay this makes sense or something that i've seen someone else maybe bring to my attention and i do a little bit more digging and stuff i'll post that type of stuff on there but i also let's see Oh dang! I forgot the question. My bad. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. You're good. We just we just uh, picking each other's brains right now. Oh. Um. Uh. So basically, what I was asking you, I was like, um, as far as your platform goes, uh, like if somebody was interested in learning how to trade and they wanted to know how to get in contact with you, what would be the best way to go about that? Okay. So yeah, on Instagram, normally is how people will find me or reach me, and okay. then they'll find the links in my bio we'll, whatever we'll go ahead and tell the people your uh oh. your instagram name so they can go ahead and uh click that ad sign oh it's to be honest no my name is not to toby i thought it was tober toberness i was like what does that mean like, what's wrong with you i people? was like toberness i've literally been in real life and to be honest like toby and i'm like what i swear i thought it was uh no, toberness to be honest without an h because it's you. to be on like shit you're on like got you got you. that makes sense but it's a playoff of being honest too, because I actually a lot of times get in trouble for being too honest. Yeah, you put a lot of wild content out there, you know. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But that's me, and so it's like yeah. if, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, then I'm not for you, and I'm Got okay you. with that. So yeah, so it's T O B E O N I S T. Yeah. So I had uh, <laughs> I was going through you because you know you you post uh, a lot of memes, you post like some wild stuff, but I was I saw you had posted. Uh, a screenshot of uh I think what was this stock called? B I I B how do you uh Oh yeah um what was this stock called? It was B but I just seen that you your your return on it like you you marked out exactly like what you made is smart but so people don't be asking so I have I before I leave today okay. I wanna put the reasoning for all of that out there because if you go on the internet and you see you normally see all Numbers, you see, this nigga made $14,000 here. And da, 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 da. Yeah. I mean, personally, I know a lot of hood niggas. I'm also from Houston. Yeah. And I know what looking like a lick looks like. Yeah. And for me personally, I never want to be in a situation where people are counting my pockets or I mean, can tell my... how much money that I have. So you don't know if I have $50. You don't know if I have a million dollars. 
I mean, it's smart. That's how so you So for me, it's idea. like the pers- I was always what I was taught from you know my mentor yeah. was that the percentage is what matters. It doesn't matter if you put thirty dollars in there. And you got and a six hundred percent return. And you got a six hundred percent return, even if that was only ninety dollars. If you had put four more thing, four more contracts or shares or whatever in there, then you know the money, of course, would have been larger. But those percentages is what matters because that ultimately determines kind of like how consistent and how. So yeah, basically. I, I know what you I know what you're trying to say. I don't know how to put that one in. So word. this is what this is what I want to ask you also. Well, I I know the answer to this, but for people who are just tuned in and they're trying to get educated on the matter, um, so when you get into trade options, you have these contracts. What's the best way you can uh, describe a contract to somebody that was brand new listening to the show? So what I was described a contract is is well, first you would have to know what shares are. Okay. So shares are, you know, you're owning a piece of the company, a share. With a contract, what you're doing is you get 100 shares, but you're borrowing them. So you're just trading them. You don't own anything. So it's like you're leasing, right. you're leasing the stock. Exactly. But at the same time, it's cheaper because Shopify is what, 400, 300, 400? 1507. Oh, Shopify. Something. My bad. I'm thinking about Spotify. So, yeah, Shopify is up there. Yeah. It's like, who's buying 100 shares of Spotify at $1,500? Yeah. So what a contract allows you to do is buy it for a lot less. So instead of me paying 1500 for one share, now I can trade 100 shares for $200. Got you. Which is a lot more... Economically <laughs> feasible. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's easier to... You know, do but the thing is, is that options are the riskiest it part. Is the of risky. So I remember it was this. during the pandemic. Like I, I think I had like beginners luck because I, I would. A lot using, of people had. I wasn't using luck. charts when I first started off trading. I wouldn't use. Literally I literally, like, ah. I literally <laughs> invested eight hundred dollars. I remember like like it was nothing. I remember I invested eight hundred dollars into Tesla on a one week contract. And Tesla, this was like when the the split was on the way way to the split. I think I had made that 12 was the grand. luckiest time in a yeah, lot I of lives. I made twelve lives. grand off eight hundred. That's what really got me hooked into like day trading. Once now. people see how much money you can make in seconds, minutes, days, and it's like, I don't well, even I'm make this. My job, like. Exactly. So people then is like, oh fuck this shit, and then it's like, okay, it becomes more real to them. But a lot of people don't always have the beginner's look. So like for me, what options? I thought I understood how trading worked before I did it. I was trading for a year before I got into options. Yeah. Oh, wait, I was trading for, like, probably three to four months before I started options. And I had seen all the warnings and stuff like that. Like, if you don't know what, what you're doing, don't do not do that shit. Read about it first. Yeah. And I was like, I, I get trading. Cool. And so I just put my money in, and it was on a weekly contract. And it was on a Wednesday. And it was the Wednesday that Trump made um his tweet about the china trade war trump was messing up my pockets at one point so, he just kept tweeting messing me up so like. he made the market really volatile but for some people that market is easier for them to trade because the volatility like how you're talking about tesla and stuff like that the volatility was in a whole bunch of stocks and not just the runners so it was like you could get in a 20 dollar stock in that whole run 100 instead of being in tesla that's 700 dollars and it's running to 2500 i think my biggest regret of uh not buying more oh. <laughs> i want to say my biggest regret was it 2020 when gamestop went off somebody had put out that play for me and i remember like at the time gamestop was at six dollars <laughs> and i want to say a contract on it was dirt cheap i want to say one contract I want to say it wasn't nothing but $50 or something just for one contract. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that day, I had saw GameStop turn into a $140 stock. And I was like, I can't believe. And then I was like, okay, tomorrow it's going gonna, it's gonna to go gonna down. Plummet. And then the next day it was $400. I was like, bro, I'm talking about people that I had taught how to trade options. Was like, man, appreciate you, big bro. I, I made 40 grand today. I'm like, shit, can I get some of that? Like, you know, like. Exactly. You made <laughs> Like, you know, cash. Yeah, I'm like, you know, some for giving you the game, you know, but I, I think that was like one of my biggest regrets. So like with AMC, I really don't do too many meme stocks, but I said just in case AMC pull a GameStop and buy a contract with that. See, I still got I still got shares with it, but I've made probably 
I think with that I had one one contract. I made like forty two hundred, and I just pulled my cash. I was like, I don't know what it might do because last time they shut down the market, and they kind of changed the rules in the middle of the fight. So exactly, you know. So I was like, I'm just in and out on this one. Right. So with what we kind of touched on earlier is that fundamentals aren't necessarily as big of an issue as they were prior to like the GameStop, the Bitcoin. Because yeah. Bitcoin was really the first of its of its kind to do the shit it did. And a lot of people then got caught in the two thousand the two thousand eighteen drop, I think is when it dropped. From twenty to like two thousand or something like that. I remember like during the pandemic it had dropped all the way to four grand. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people that's where they fucked up. But see I was paying attention because mm -hmm. even though at that time I wasn't I was one of the people that got caught in Bitcoin on the way down. And that was when I was learning yeah. initially. But it was only like I put like a hundred dollars in or something. At the top, though I put it in at like seventeen K and then like two weeks later it plummeted to whatever the hell. And um then I started to see, okay, it's it's recovering. And I was like, okay. So people not really concerned about it being banned in the United States and yeah. other countries and not being regulated or whatever. They're not caring about that. So then at nine thousand, I started mentioning it to my closer, my closer circle and people I knew. And then ten thousand, that's when I was added piling on more. And then a little while after that, it shot to sixteen and twenty. And See, then I kept think going. the thing that scares me with Bitcoin right now is like I, I believe it's the future. I definitely do the support. The thing is, is crypto. that it's very manipulated right now, so yeah. it's still just not something that. While I still am invested in it, I'm more so invested in like Ethereum or like the the, the other other cryptos that are that are used to power different applications. Yeah. So yeah. not even as like Cardona. Like, are you in Cardona? Oh, absolutely. Or poly, That's one of my favorites. Polymatic. I don't know. I mean, uh, Cardona, uh, Algo, and then Ethereum too. And Ethereum, Ethereum probably I have the most in my account, and then probably Cardano, and then just all. Algo because you're getting interest on that, and then I've staked some of my Ethereum because you get interest on that. So it's like those are my investments, and I know I'm I'm not trading those, so those are just sitting there. So instead of me just not, you know, just having my money in there and it kind of yeah, doing whatever, your money's making money now, for you. My money's making See, money. I look at I look at crypto as kind of like an alternative to banking because it is, but at the same time, for me, it's like I'm not gonna for right now like how we're how we how we uh, mentioned that it's it's still it's being manipulated right. by the government right it's now. it's not something that you want to put all your your money into yeah. is you don't want to put your savings account into bitcoin right now there's a lot like of other the, things you like could the return do. on the apr you get with crypto because oh, yeah, no, the sure. yeah the apr because is crazy you put your money in your savings account and you make a dollar off of this the all the money that you have invested in your savings account and what you're doing is loaning the bank your money so they can trade it yeah. And then make a hundred percent on their return, and then you give you your money your back, regular, and you yeah. you get you really fifteen dollars at at the end of the year or some shit like that. Yeah, so, so it's like, well, damn, y'all ain't giving me loans for free, the hell. So in my mind, I feel like even not even just crypto, but to even put more money into like the savings account type stuff is to put more of like a savings account into the stock market instead not necessarily i would crypto. i would buy i would buy stock you know? exactly so that's like nike uh apple microsoft the stocks that you can go back and see over the last 20 years they've had an increase and the business model has gotten better and of course these are all household names you don't really walk down the street anywhere and not see somebody with a fucking iphone or yeah, a MacBook or something like that. I had a and dude tell me. And all PCs are using AMD or NVIDIA, you know, type shit. So yeah. it's like, you just got to do the research on the companies. You have to figure out what are you going to invest in? You have to have a plan. What am yeah. I investing in? What am I trading? What price am I looking at to get out? What price am I looking at to get in? Where am I looking at cutting if my the trade doesn't go my way? Like, you're supposed to be journaling so that way you can see, like, a lot of people, there's people, uh, there are apps out there where it syncs with your, um, like, your trades and stuff. And it'll yeah. tell you, hey, on Friday, you make the most money. Or at this time, you make the What's most money. What's this app called? I, I ain't never heard of it. I actually have to go back in one of my 
We'll, we'll drop it in Discussions the, we'll drop it in the comments at, yeah. after we edit this video. Yeah, I'll have to look, go back and look at it. But, like, that type of stuff is useful. You, like, if you're going to do this, you kind of have to treat it as not even just a hobby. It's something you have to be serious about if you want to be successful. It can't just be something you put on a back burner Yeah, and be like, ah, okay, because you can... You can lose $10,000 real quick. Oh, and if you can't trade $100, you can't trade $10,000. Yeah. I've seen people turn $50 into 14k and I've seen people turn $50,000 into $100. So True. And I So, I'm, I'm so not, what you being saying that uh I got a I got a friend that he uh he's so skeptical on the market right now cuz right now we're in a bull market. But uh um, The bull market is the easiest to the, trade it's the bull it's the easiest to trade but his thing is with him you know so he's a everybody he, he's not a bear but like a lot of people are more conservative when it comes to their trading so you know you know when you like you buy a you buy a contract and some people be like you know i just want to make a thousand dollars this week some people just want to make a hundred dollars a day he's a hundred dollars a day type of guy like he like so that's normally a good thing you yeah. when i'm teaching people i'm teaching them that you're not supposed to be in here trying to be the nigga who, like, hey, I'm throwing everything in here. I, I'm trying to make that 10K a day. You should be in here, like, I'm trying to, my goal is to make at least 1% of my account a day. You want to be consistently making gains. And yeah. Like, you know, compounding them. Because $100 a day for five days, that's 500 extra dollars a week, right? Yeah, 500 but, you didn't have. Right, exactly. But and that's if you're, you know, you're using risk management properly and not. Or you're the person who's looking at GameStop run to $1,000 and you're looking at it while it's at the top like, oh, shit, FOMO. And you, you have a fear of missing yeah. out. You got in the top and now you've lost all your money. Hey, your let, me, let me ask you this. I remember when I first started trading on uh, Robinhood, it was more simple than it is now. Like, I remember the stop loss was... It was something you could just click on. Now we is have that, trailing stop loss. On stop loss. Yeah, we have trailing stop losses now, which is the ideal stop loss to me because now explain stop loss for those uh, just tuning in trying to figure out you know what a stop loss. So is. stop loss is a big part of risk management. So that's this is for instance this is like if the trade is not going my way, like say for instance I get in something at a hundred dollars and then it drop, I'm thinking it's gonna go up, but instead it's dropping to ninety eight, ninety five. 90, you know, it's dropping. It went the opposite way of what I thought it was. Yeah. You're going to sit there and bag hold. You're going to sit there and hold all that shit until it gets to zero. Seeing like in options, you can't do that. You can't let something go down like that because, as you know, you're losing money as you get closer to the expiration date. Yeah. And even then on the weekly days, you're losing money like hour by hour. The closer you yeah, get, yeah, theta. Like hour by Somebody hour. explained to me your theta, theta in there. You just theta, theta, delta. Those are things that if you're going to trade options, you have to know about that shit. Because if you don't, then you're going to get fucked every day. Yeah. So so, so if, if if I was buying a contract, if I didn't know, if I knew the bare, bare minimum uh, basic essentials about buying a contract, doing trade options, how long would you say I need to like purchase my contract out to? So for me, what I suggest, especially to people who don't know how to trade or are new to it, yeah. and the safest thing to do is to always buy the closest thing to where the price is at, which is at the money or in the money contracts, and to buy at least a month of time. You say you, a month? Yes. Because okay. you can go, there's tools on Google you can go and look, and it'll show you how much the intrinsic value of something decreases. And normally, the the rate in which the theta starts affecting your contract is like this normally, naturally, and then now we're getting closer to the date, and it, the hill is steeper. So you're saying like different decline. different companies have different thetas? No, 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 no. Not theta, not different companies. It's just different expiration dates. But it's as say I bought something today with but the contract expires this week. That's less time that I have for it to expire. So the theta is eating it quicker. So whereas before, like I have a month for something to expire and it's it's going like this. And then it'll slowly start dipping as we get closer to that week it expires. Though so if you get something during, like it expires Friday and I got it today, that theta is going like this. Okay. It's taking your money quicker. So so for y'all that don't know, uh, when you buy an options contract, there is a um, there is a theta on there that that has a how much this contract is decreasing by the day. You know, uh, uh, 
the the rate is decreasing at. So as we talked about before and uh, uh, previously, that each contract is going to have an expiration date. Some of these expiration expiration dates might be, you know, one week, two weeks, a month out. Some people might go for the long game and drop ten grand on a on a contract that's that's good for the whole year. You know, um, uh, a lot of people have been very profitable doing that. Like I saw somebody post the other day uh, when they they. They held Tesla all the way throughout the split. Like, I don't know how you had diamond hands to do that, but this guy had made $900,000 just holding his his Tesla contract, which is like, I don't think I understand, like, like people who don't trade, how hard it is to hold something for when that amount of time. looking at your account bleed like that, and then it's like... you just like... I so think people who people do that, start, you have to have a lot of money in the bank, because I don't believe... No, no, for sure. Because you can't... That's... A regular and, person and, can do that. In that person's instance, that means he didn't. He was doing the right thing, though. He was trading with money he didn't need. Yeah. So he had the ability to leave it in there. At the same time, people who are experienced traders know that everything is going to rebound. I don't care if Bitcoin was up here and it came all the way down It's going to come back. Even if it takes the stairs, it's coming back up. Like, you just have to be patient. So what I believe the... Most famous Warren Buffett quote. I know exactly what you're about to <laughs> Go so ahead, drop it. Finish. So Warren Buffett said the stock market is a tool for uh, for transferring money from, from the, the patient, uh, from the unpatient to the patient. Exactly. And that is true. Because I've like, like I've, think, I've sold think stuff. Think about how many times that you were sitting there and you're like, okay, it's going down. And you panic sold. And then literally a minute later, it started bouncing up. It went up, up, and up and it 20, went $20. You're like, man, I could have exactly. been extra five grand. Like Exactly. So it's like. There's the thing is though with risk management and in trading, in general, there's a lot of different strategies. Like I've done a lot of them, and you have to. For me, what I suggest is even getting to know a lot of them, or even trying a lot of them, and figure out which one works best for you. For me, I'm the bomb. I'm a bomb ass swing trader. Like I'm yeah. gonna make money with swing trades. You gonna buy? So when you say swing trading, are you buying? Uh, are you buying contracts at the very end of the day, just hoping that it it just goes up in the morning? No, not even necessarily like that. Like for instance, like when I'm looking at stuff, mm-hmm. when you're charting, when you're looking to at what to see if something's in a good area to buy or sell, you're looking at higher time frames because when you're looking at you know candles and wicks and stuff on higher time frames, that means that those wicks and those candles and those closes are opens. It means that the price hit those levels a lot more. That means that these are strong supports and these are strong resistances. So it means that the price is, the price is more likely to hit these levels. So then now you go in on the smaller time frames and you're like, okay, where are we on that part? So I see the range here. Are we at the top of this range? Are we at the resistance or are we at the support? Well, I know that I need to buy the support. We're closer to the bottom. Then buying all the way at the top, because if it's at the top, wouldn't like the coming down. Coming down, <laughs> right? Or even at that, for like how you were talking, because I believe I spoke to you when you were talking about yeah. having those puts. Yeah, and it's like that's that prior to like I said all the the meme stocks and the the kind of fundamentals going out the door. You think? Do you think the market technical is- analysis going out the door is kind of like? The people who were smart traders or like the smart money, they're like, I don't fucking get this because it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't because it's like you're looking at this. It's like this shot up. This is up on 600%. Like the game has changed. Like it don't make it's sense. Like, this is up 600%. But what you have to realize now is that this is up 600% because everybody's watching it. So that's even like well, with Tesla, people lost. There was people lost billions of dollars. Like they even made memes about like he even sold short shorts. Because short people who were shorting his stock lost billions of dollars. And it was because the stock just had the momentum. And it was overextended for months and months and months. It was already overextended at $700. And then two months later, it's at $250 and it didn't have a pullback. So it's like, that's not normal. Yeah, it's not but, normal. So the thing is, is that now the people who are looking at stuff like, oh, this shit shot up a lot. And normally that's how people who were writing puts, they would do. They'd be like, this is run up a substantial amount that's not normal. So I'm just going to start the puts. I'm just going to start buying puts. And because I know it's going to come back down to like a re- the the regular level it broke out at or whatever. And it's like, the stock's like, no, bitch. 
I'm still moving. Exactly. Shopify to this to this day, I, I still can't find a ground on it right now because I, I think this is something I need to just do a long term. Uh, well, even I think about call. the people that had Dogecoin and held. The people who had Dogecoin when Bitcoin did its shit in 2017, there's people that held that this whole time. And those are the people that were millionaires when Elon and Mark oh. Cuban started pumping that hoe. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I had I had Dogecoin when it was like less than a penny. Exactly. And when it went a to eight cent, had... when it went to cent, I thought it was a pumping up. I was like, man, I made my money. I'm getting right. in and out. That's kind of like penny stocks. They're yeah, that's the point like of a penny that. stock is right. you know it's you like... waiting for it to just hit a couple cent, you pull your money out of it, and then when 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 Dogecoin when I think the highest went to seventy six cent, I want to say the highest was seventy six cent. It went to, and uh, and that was before the SNL. The yeah, I think I, I think, think it went yeah, SNL. I, went to I think before I got it out came of seventy two. You got out of seventy two. I got out of seventy two the day before because me being experienced, I know what's going to happen after that because it's kind of like an earnings play in the stock I'm market. Scared. I'm or, terrified of earnings. Yeah, no. So like at the I'm, beginning of my trading career, you think that that's what you want. That is the literal definition of gambling because your this company could have good numbers, say a whole bunch of shit. And they made a good ass revenue, but then and their still, guidance, it'll plummet. The guidance was maybe a little off, and then it'll tank ten dollars. And it's like, what the fuck? This shit did great. Why is it doing? I think that? I think the biggest L I've, I've took uh, last year was uh, BlackRock. I remember the year before BlackRock earnings came out, BlackRock went up a hundred dollars overnight, and I said I'll never miss that play again. And uh, so I had I put every dime I had into to BlackRock. I bought as many contracts as I could because I was like, I'm about to cash out. And BlackRock's earnings were phenomenal, and this stock crashed. And I was like, what's going on? So for me, being somebody who experienced that when I got in, because I thought even what I was hearing, like the experienced trader was like, leave earnings alone. Like I know you see these this stuff running substantially yeah. or, you know, you think you're missing out and stuff like that, but it's like, don't trade that. And I didn't listen. But don't hold it overnight. <laughs> didn't listen. Didn't. Exactly. So it's like for me, you're you're kind of learning that earnings plays are this really a uh, uh, strategy behind it, depending like who you, you know what you understand. So it's like normally people, the people who kind of like know what they're doing, they know that like for with the good companies, these. Stocks are gonna start running before earnings. Yeah. On earnings, if the company is already run up past kind of like the valuation, like where it doesn't really make sense anymore. Yeah. It's gonna dump. So then it's like if the company on earnings day is dropping a lot, like huh, okay, people are getting out because they're scared of what could happen after hours. So then you're watching it during the day because intraday is gonna hit a bottom, and then it's like shit, this doesn't make sense because this is a good company and people have sold off so much because they were scary. So now it's like, okay, I know I can get in and hit this hit this little pump real quick because it's going to pump up. Gotcha. And then in after hours, it pumps higher because it had good earnings. And it was like everybody during the day was dumping it because they, they were starting to question it. So it's like you can literally see when you see the fear coming into the market, that's when you know you need to buy. When you see everybody being bold and... It's like when GameStop hit its highest and stuff. Everybody was in there with their chest out. I made this much. Da, 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 da. Yeah. A lot of people lost that money. Oh, that I, they know, made. I know some people killed themselves of all this money they lost. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you, Lala, for coming on the show, uh, dropping some gems about, you know, trade options. Uh, you've been very informative. Uh, can you go ahead and uh, tell these people your IG name again one more time? So it's to be honest, that's my main page. So this is where you can go and see all the different things that I have going on. I don't want to just give y'all all the pages because you could just go to to be honest, T O B E O N I S T. To be honest, and no, my name is not Toby. My name is Lala. And yes, you can go on there and you can click the links in my bio and it'll show you all the shit that I got now. Got you. Uh, so this is something I'm new I'm doing with my show. I like at the very end of the episode, I like to do hot topics. Uh, it's a way for me to like understand my guests a little bit more, picking their brains. So I'm going to just ask you five random questions uh, that will be on the screen. I just want you to answer them to the best of your ability. <gasps> you know, don't overthink them. Just have fun with it. Right. Uh, so question number one, if you had to give this chapter of your life a title, what would it be? Damn. Shit. 
the do over, I guess. The do over? Yeah. Break that down to me. Like, why you call so, it? So, like, I've had to start over a few times. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that growing up with in this in this uh, generation yeah. or this era, there there was a a big a big ass change in how we make money and how we become successful and stuff like that. Our parents, well, for how old I am, working class. My parents, my grandparents, it was always. Go to school, get a good, get a good job, job, work the rest of your life really hard for somebody. I'm a YouTuber. Retire at 65 and then be old and crusty, enjoying the rest of your life. And okay. that's crazy. Okay, right? If you think about it now, we were kind of like one of the first generations to kind of start questioning stuff. It was like, well, wait, what? Because like, I can go back, not even to dump on that generation because they didn't know they weren't taught stuff like even still today we're not taught stocks and real estate and credit and you know finance like the real shit that matters in schools neither were they they were you know taught to be workers so they were trying to pass that on to us so like initially that's what we were all doing and it for me once i started to see that no, like my my parents worked really hard all their life. My grandparents worked really hard all their life. They don't really have a lot to show for it. But I've seen, you know, people out here who didn't really do a lot or didn't physically, mentally physically work have to put the work in and do, you know, struggle the way a lot of other people had to struggle in order to get even to to maintain or get by. And I was like, mm, I don't want to do that. So what I did was I became a nurse because I knew that this was a field that had number I getting out of high school not high school because I didn't want to do this out of high school yeah but once I started to feel like this is what I wanted nursing is what I wanted to do or I knew I wanted to have a career and not just be a bartender waitress I I researched jobs and I was like shit well we'll always need nurses there's a shortage there's been a shortage for a minute so it's like that's a good job to have like if I need a fallback because yeah. I'll always be able to get a job. And at that, it's like, shit, really, literally anytime I've not had a job in nursing, I can get a job the next week. That's Any, how anyway. bad they need nurses. So it's like, for me though, once I got into being a nurse, cause I thought I'm like, I'm in here. I'm about to help people. I'm about to be great. Fucking save the world. <laughs> that was not the case at all. Yeah. The healthcare system is so fucked up that you have to literally own a hospital or, be president of something really help to it really impact even the community and the black community and brown community there's so much shenanigans and nonsense and misinformation and just you know foolishness and it was like at that i was like dying every day going to work taking care of people and then the next week i see them getting chopped up and stuff or i'm i'm working in dialysis and i see this man is dying he's getting his blood pulled out in the machine and cleaned and his family is over here bringing him route 44 dr peppers to burger king while he's on the machine <laughs> so i'm like not only are you killing this nigga while he's here <laughs> trying to get help you're disrespecting me i wake up at four o'clock in the morning it's dark i get off at 7 p.m at night that's too much and yeah. i'm in here waste not wasting my life but wasting my life in here stressing about saving you and you not even worried about saving you. Now, uh, getting back to that, that fact you put out, you said you really couldn't impact change unless you own the hospital or stuff like because that. Because there's so many policies that, like, it doesn't make sense. You could have insurance and then you need this and you need that. You can't get it because, you know, you... I've seen people with holes in their chest this big, this close to their heart. It's infected. You can smell it before the lady take her shirt off. And you're telling me that this was like this for four months before I got here? Mm. That's out of control. So it's like seeing stuff like that day in and day out, that's it's very hard on your spirit. And especially dealing with so much, so the sick, and then seeing so many sick people who don't even want to help themselves is really, is really draining on your soul if you're, especially if you're really in tune with, you know, energy and, you know, negative stuff and, the stuff you see every day affects your life. I realized that I was like unhappy during that time or whatever. So then I'm like, I need, now I know this isn't necessarily even 
what I want to do for the rest of my life, but I know that this is going to help push me to the next level. This is going to help oh. fund what I want to do. Well said. Well so said. it's like, like I said, I've hit, I've hit rock bottom a few times. I've went, I went to zero, <laughs> but the thing for me is I'm willing to risk that. I'd rather hit, I know how to come back though. Yeah. I, I got to be in you. Everybody I'd rather, I'd rather risk this and have to maybe try to find another way, figure it out, then work for somebody else every day, wake up to an alarm every day, have to live my life based off of what somebody else, what, you know, somebody else's agenda. Like I'm working for somebody else, for somebody else's dreams, or I'm working to make somebody else money type shit, you know? So, okay. So second question we're going to get into is how do you view money and what does it represent to you? Oh shit. So, the crazy thing is that a lot of people probably won't agree with me. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who's like, who is, oh, what's the word? I'm not Materialistic? One of the, like, what yeah, word are you looking for? But yeah, basically. So it's like, I'm not one of those people. I don't need money to be happy, but I know that it makes it easier to for me to do whatever I want. So it's, to you, it's more like a tool. Gotcha. So it's like I I'm one of them people I could literally be living in an RV, riding around in the country, just living off of whatever. Yeah, you don't need it. You don't need a lot I don't of I don't need it. But it's like it makes it makes life easier, but it's not the key to happiness. I've seen you you can see a, a lot of millionaires, a lot of rich people, a lot of entertainers, people, they kill themselves. Yeah. Like money doesn't necessarily equal happiness. It just makes life, life a little easier. bit easier to Facts. to navigate to maneuver through. so right. we get into the third question which is going to be like a situational question right here so third question says if right now your bank account was to go to zero what would you do to bounce back like what would your mind be at like how are you going to build this back up so for me last time that did happen i was still working mm -hmm. i've I was still working. What I did was I started Ubering on top of my job. Mm -hmm. So then at that, I started as well educating myself. Okay, where did I fuck up? And you know, I got to reevaluate. You got to go back and reassess. So that way you're not just continuously making the Continuous same mistakes. Making and the same shit. I don't want to hit zero eight times and have to bounce back. I'd like to only do three if I could. But so for me, that's what it is. When you hit that zero, you know that you have to, you had to grind. For me, for a lot of other people that may be doing some kind of illegal stuff, which is easier, yeah. but for me or as a woman, you know, I was using my career, but at the same time, I I did the right thing by the career that I chose. And it was a career that, you know, it's easier to bounce back from. So it was like in three months, I could still make enough money to where my account is good. I can still pay my bills and stuff. And now at least I'm able to, you know, get on to my next venture or whatever, you know? So for me, that's what I would do first. I don't think at this point now where I am that I could, I could get back to zero. If I did, that would be some impressive. <laughs> right. Exactly. I would have to be a talented fool. <laughs> so, and then I would have to teach classes on being foolish. So, but like I said, it's kind of like you have to realize that shit. If I do fail and I hit zero, I'm going to have to work hard again. But at the same time, even if this is happening in a 10-year time frame, I'd rather that than it, me be unhappy working and doing the same thing for 40 years. Okay. Uh, and the last question to wrap it up, what is one thing that you know now that seems illegal but is not illegal? Seems illegal, but it's not illegal. Shit. Trading stock. <laughs> Trading stock. I really, and then, like, when you touched earlier on about how they changed the game while yeah. we were. That was while illegal. We were, I don't care what nobody yeah, That's no, illegal. No, no, no. It for sure was. And I even I even got off Robin Hood because it's like, well, for as far as, like, trading and stuff. Yeah, I went to Weeble. Yeah. You got to be uh, a real trader on Weeble. Thinkorswim, think Weeble, Tasty Works. But it's like Robin just Robin Hood was just so simple and easier for new traders. It's, to it's get, like it's easier for to dummies. teach, right? It's easier to teach people on Robin Hood, but the 
the dynamics on Robin Hood, the, the you know, like the execution and stuff like that is really bad. Because when I first got on Robin Hood, it was brand new. So you could literally get in, the, in there, buy something, be right, be up 100%, but then not be able to sell your shit at all until it yeah. hit zero. And then even if you're in there and you know the tricks, which is to, okay, if this is at, you know, I got in at 0.3 and it shot up to 0.7, I'm going to try to sell at 0.65. Cuz I still got my profits. I didn't get that, you know, that 0.5, but now I didn't I didn't get stuck on yeah, the crash. Yeah, not being now. able to sell while exactly. it's coming in. Honestly, to me the best trading platform is probably to me Webull. Mm-hmm. Webull, but Webull is not for like, like beginning trader is very like but it has a lot of analytics. It has a lot of resources. Has a lot of tools. A lot of resources. And then trading even got view like a, a comment list, and you can see what other like traders are like talking about. Trading view is very good as well for charting and stuff. Okay, my my friend was telling me about. It. That's one thing that I really wanted to make a project to myself to learn how to properly trade. Uh, and what I recommend to all of my, like the people that I'm teaching and my mentees and stuff, you all, you need to learn how to use the platform first. Because if you, you can get in and buy a stock, but then you don't know how to sell it. Like you need to learn, you need to know how how it operates first. Cause I've literally been in groups and I'm sitting here seeing people. How do I sell it? How do I sell it? Like, why did you even get in there? Why did you not? What are you, you doing? You didn't know how to get rid of it's it. It's like seeing how crazy people are willing to be with their money, and I'm like, this is so. You guys are being really crazy. So okay. It's like, with that, yeah, I feel like, and I feel like they know now. It was like since people, the hedge funds and the millionaires and stuff like that who were trading before, yeah. and now they're like, shit, all these little people out here making money off this. Because on the how trading works is if you're winning, somebody else is losing. Somebody's losing two pots. Exactly. So it's like if you're winning, the, other, the nigga on the other side is lost. And if you're losing, the person on the other side is lost. So it, it is still a game. It's yeah. a game. And you have to be like chess. You have to be the, the smarter one. the smartest one. Yeah. And people don't really look at that, so I try to break it down like that. Like, is this, you don't know that you're you're on the other side of somebody else. Okay. Hey, so Lala dropped a lot of gems. She gave a lot of knowledge uh, on trade options. Uh, if you guys are interested in, you know, following her content and joining her Discord, uh, you can find her on To Be Honest Without the H uh, on Instagram. Uh, hit her link tree, uh, OnlyFans, Discord. It's all a financial platform. If you like the content we put out today, uh, go ahead and press that subscribe button. Go ahead and follow my uh, at sign on Instagram as Pathological Hustler Pod. You can find me on uh, YouTube though at Pathological Hustler. You know what it is. Same time next week, we'll be talking about some more stuff, man. Peace out. Happy trading.